only gonna do this one time. <clears throat> Ayo! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Squares Podcast, the podcast about fashion. I am the host, Wallow, and I am back. So, I know you guys are used to Wallow Wednesdays, and that's great. I appreciate that memory and that instinct that you have on Wednesdays, Wednesdays. But it could be Wednesdays, too. I like that. That memory you have on Wednesdays to check for your boy. These are probably going to come out more so now on Thursdays because of it just works better for my schedule. I wanted to do them on Wednesdays, but and I may still be able to get some out on Wednesdays, but more than likely it's probably going to come more so on Thursdays. Also, obligatory reminder, WorldwideUndercurrent.com is where to check out everything and where to see updates or see recaps, I guess you could say, Um, pictures, things like that, that are talked about. So don't forget that, WorldwideUndercurrent.com. Also, new things. So we now have a voicemail line. Yay! Everybody that wants to talk, everybody that wants to get their thoughts off, the comments off, this is the place to do it. So, the phone number is 201-822-1128. So, once again, Squares has a voicemail line. You can call that line with comments about any of the topics, maybe, or comments about things you might want to talk about or things you've seen out here that you deem worthy. Questions, maybe, that you might have. And um, maybe a story that you might have as well. Maybe something's happened to you. I would love to hear and maybe even share on the uh, podcast here. So uh, hopefully we can get some good ones, play some on here, and we can grow this community and we can hear each other, hear some voices. So 201-822-1128 is the voicemail line. And don't forget WorldwideUndercurrent.com. Summertime is right around the corner. It's almost here, but we can't go just that far yet and say it's here. My man, Don C., owner, creator of Just Don, has a collaboration with Mitchell and Ness, and they're dropping some no-name jerseys. Don C. is a guy out of Chicago, mostly famous for doing, well, Just Don is mostly famous for doing the NBA stuff retro but giving it a funky tweak so a lot of the jerseys or shorts he's even had some hats that um, had old NBA script on them with the team names and such so he's got that got a nice little lane he's carved out for himself a little pricey but nonetheless a nice lane that he's carved out for himself the collab he's got going with Mitchell and Ness which everybody remembers from the early 2000s last decade yeah early 2000s they had the throwback game all over the place all over the map so they're synonymous with throwbacks he collaborated with them for some jerseys it's only six right now but it's called the no name collection and it features pretty much six nba teams but the logos are taken off of the well the nba the nba logo is still there but the team logos are taken off 
it's amazing that he has these licenses, by the way, and uh, trademarks available to him to use. So I'm not going to so much talk about those, even though they're interesting. But what they got me to thinking about is tank tops overall, especially for the fellas. Like I mentioned, summertime is coming up. And a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the sandals idea, the sandals debate. This time, I want to mention a little bit about tank tops. Like I said, especially for guys. Women already understand this. Women are trying to be as cool, not figuratively, literally, in the summertime. They get the hair up off their neck. They put on tank tops. They wear shorter shorts. They rock sandals. They're trying to keep it as cool as possible. And they don't want all these things draped on them. I thought to myself, why don't us fellas rock tank tops like that? A few years back, I bought some 10 Deep tank tops that I loved, and they were amazing to wear in the summer. When it's really hot outside, guys still have an aversion in some ways for dressing for ideal comfort. I think in the back of my mind, there's some notion that we hate showing skin. I know that sounds a little bit insecure to say, or a little flimsy as thought or logic, but hear me out. I've seen, like, we always wear, uh, like, we'll hoop in tank tops or jerseys or cutoffs, whatever, but for some reason, when we get outside into the general public, we got to have sleeves. Even if they're just short sleeves, we don't really rock the tank tops, and maybe that's starting to change, but historically, we don't really kick it like that. And it will be hot than a mug outside. We can get up to 90-something, 100. And we don't still, we don't try to opt for minimal clothing, ideal comfort. And maybe it's a matter of maybe our grooming. Maybe we don't want to show our underhair arm all the time. I don't know. That's never been a concern of mine. For crying out loud, guys in some parts of the world, New York, I'm looking at you. Rock Tim's in the summertime. Tim's, they're still rocking boots in the summer. But nonetheless, I think that's something that guys, we might need to start to change a little bit. Hopefully we can get some fresher tanks out here and we can be comfortable as well and not to let the ladies have a monopoly on being comfortable in these streets. I'm, and this may be a whole different ball game, but quick little story. I went to a conference a couple years ago and they had these children there. And the point is the kid who, this is in June, the kid I'm speaking of, he was rocking this hoodie and it's like 80 degrees outside. And I'm like, my man, how are you doing this? Then in the afternoon, well, closer to evening time, the, either way, it was still hot. And he's rocking this hoodie and we're going to play volleyball. So you got 10 kids on this side, 10 kids on that side. My man is rocking a hoodie in like 70, 80 degree weather playing volleyball. What's up with that? Either way, I think that there must be something in guys' blood that makes them want to cover skin 
as much as they possibly can. Maybe we don't lotion enough. I don't know. Maybe we think our skin is not attractive. And it's not even a shape thing, I don't believe. You can be really in shape, out of shape, mid-shape, half-shape, whatever. And as long as your clothes fit properly, as long as you buy the right size, you're okay. You're okay. So maybe us guys are more insecure than I thought, and we just can't get with it. But this summer, if it's getting hot outside and it's blazing, I'm looking forward to seeing more folks in tank tops. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. Don't sweat yourself all out of comfort. Jeez. And on the topic of comfort, ladies, it is now your turn. So, I got wind of something going on, and I hope that y'all aren't out here doing this. I really, really hope that y'all are not making this mistake. On the internet, of course, which is where the world happens, I see... Kim rocking these plastic shoes. Now they're slides. Well, they're like mules or whatever they call. Mules, slides, uh, mules. She's rocking them, but they're plastic. Then I look up. I see Rihanna has rocked some. Your girl Kendall has rocked some. And then some other lady I don't know has rocked some. So I'm seeing these plastic shoes pop up all over the place and I'm like no no don't do this to yourself just think about when you were younger and you rocked your jellies remember that fondly and leave it there leave it at that no need to push this into 2018 and start wearing plastic shoes most of them, I mentioned Kim's were mules. However, most of the ones I've been seeing are actually pretty tall as a shoe. So you got some heels or some booties or boots, whatever. They actually get kind of tall, which is the worst shoe to make tall. The worst one. Plastic? No. Now, normally, I try to take a bit more of a measured approach to these things and try to understand where folks are coming from and why they want to do this. This one, hard no. A hard no. For several reasons. We always want to look a little different. We want to find new things that stand out. I get that part. However... This is a bad idea, even medically. It's also a bad idea for comfort. Wearing plastic is not comfortable. It's just not. I don't really wear plastic, but I felt plastic on my body. I know it doesn't bend that much. I know it's not breathable, which gets into the medical part of this. Say you're walking around and you want to put on plastic shoes meanwhile also 
I'm assuming it's implied here that you understand I'm talking about especially wearing plastic with no socks or no buffer between you and the Pepsi bottle on your foot. You're walking around in this shoe and it's getting hot outside. So your foot is going to perspire. Now, you know what a plastic shoe makes? It makes a moist, hot situation. You've basically created a rainforest on your foot. That's what you've created. Now, when you walked out the house, or when you thought about buying these shoes, or when you thought about wearing these shoes, does that sound like a good idea? No, that's not what you're wearing them for, and that's not what you want when you put on a shoe. You don't want to create a rainforest because you know what grows in a rainforest? Everything. Any and everything grows in a rainforest. All kinds of bacteria, all kinds of fungus, all kinds of plants, all kinds of insects, all kinds of everything grows in a rainforest. And that's what you're deciding to do if you put this on your foot, especially with no breathability or no openings. Not going to be able to support it. So I need to make this clear for everybody out there. As a matter of fact, people that are smarter than I. So I look to people with doctorates, people who are doctors. Well, I guess having a doctorate would make you a doctor, right? I'll say medical doctors, doctors who understand the biology of the body. They also agree with your boy that this is not the best idea. They talked about a condition called hot foot. And no, it's not just about the foot sweating. With the foot, some people apparently are allergic to plastic. And your foot becomes, um, or feels, increasingly on fire. So not just hot or sweaty, but it feels like your foot is on fire. I don't want that to happen to y'all. I love y'all way too much for you to be out here with your foot on fire. It's not comfortable as well. Plastic doesn't really bend like that. And I would like to give myself a lot of credit as a child for being so enamored and finding shoes so important and therefore saying I understood how important it was to wear good shoes on your feet for the makeup of your body. However, I wasn't that smart. I just liked the way they looked and I thought they complemented every outfit perfectly or ruined every outfit perfectly. However, as an adult, I understand shoes are the foundation of your body and your alignment as well. So heaven forbid you get some of these shoes that are plastic that don't have any sort of cushion, any sort of sole that absorbs tension or shock. I'll say not tension, but absorbs shock. Now your joints are all out of whack. Your knees are off. Your ankles are off. Your hips are off. You walk funny. You have a limp now. Don't do it. You're better than this. So, guys, we had our comfort moment, our comfort kubaya. Ladies, this one is yours. Don't do this. So, you understand the health reasons why not to. And it just looks ridiculous. I saw a picture of a shoe, and it was it was on Instagram. I'll show it to y'all. So you got to go to Worldwide Undercurrent to see it. Because I'm not going to tell you which account it was from. But 
saw a picture. I mean, the shoe was all fogged up. It's all fogged up. Hmm, I might use that line more often. It's all fogged up. And it looks ridiculous. And the shoe looks uncomfortable. And the foot is red. Don't do this. Don't do it. I feel like you all are smarter than that. And I really didn't need to make this PSA. But I couldn't take that for granted that somebody out there will be enamored by celebrities. And I don't even know if people are really doing this. Because I haven't seen any of my friends or anybody in my life do this just yet. So it may not even be a thing that regular intelligent human beings are doing. Maybe it's something that celebrities are doing and they thought they were paid enough to do this thing or maybe somebody gave them the shoes for free. I don't know. But if you're thinking about it, I'm here to cut you off at that juncture. Turn around. Go back. Back home. Right now. Moving along to something that's going to serve as our lookbook of the week is the Alexander Wang and Adidas Season 3 Drop 2, AWXAS3D2. Recently, Alexander Wang showed us... Now, actually, let me back up a little bit. Let me give Alexander Wang a little bit of props and kudos, mostly because he's on board with what I'm talking about. He's also one of the people who's pulling out of Fashion Week and doing things a little bit more, uh, a little differently, I think a couple times a year on different points of the season to be a little bit more connected to the shopping experience with the fans. So Alexander Wang is all right in my book. And Alexander Wang is dropping his collab, or part of that collab, drop two. There's another drop coming after this one. So they got the first one, the second one, and the third one. We didn't talk about the first one on here, which is fine. Don't worry about it. But this drop is coming May 19th. And I just wanted to share some of the pieces that are coming there that I think are pretty cool, worth getting. The inspiration is pretty much based on um, some of the imperfections in clothing. And being the artist that he is, he wanted to explore that there's irregularities imperfections sometimes in clothing he wanted to embrace that and run with it a little bit to um give that a more precise and a more um, urbane maybe feel which I, I respect it so a lot of the pieces that are part of this drop are gonna have things on them that go beyond what normally would be in the garment. For instance, maybe on the sleeve, the three stripes go beyond the sleeve, perhaps. Something like that. Or, for instance, there is a shoe, a sock sneaker. It's not my favorite one. But it's okay, it's cool. It's cool for you to buy. Let me tell it. Um, with the Adidas sign, is actually flipped upside down toward the back of the shoe. So it's those kind of imperfections. It's those kind of nuances. Which, I mean, in this day and age, when we're making ugly sneakers, I mean, this is nothing. This is nothing that gets your attention, really. But AW's got the, um, like I said, the sock shoes that are like with the upside down Adidas. 
He's got some other shoes that look like um, all-terrain or ACG-type shoes, um, if you're familiar with, like, Nike ACG. Not granted, this is a Nike, but the notion of it or the feel of it or the look of it, the presence, it's like all climate gear, something like that. So you got good grip on the bottom and different materials on the side, netting, that kind of stuff. But he's got an Adidas version of that. Some of that stuff is upside down too, but the different materials on there. Looks like some nylon, some leather, or nubuck, if you will. Um, foam bottom, rubber pellet sole, in a way. Um, pretty interesting, pretty dope. I mean, let me take that back. Not dope. Interesting, as far as I need to go. You may like them, and they're okay. I'm not going to harp at you about them. I wouldn't be mad about them. I'll leave that interesting. A couple different colorways of that. He's got some, uh, I think they're called like coach jackets. So they button up down the middle and they have that zzz, zzz, like if you, if you rub on them with your nails. Zzz, zzz, zzz. <laughs> I can't even think of the material. But uh, some of those with the fold out collar. So they button up and then the collar folds out as well. Some of those with um, words on them along one side, almost um, vertical along the garment. And got some shorts. Uh, the shorts, I didn't really see a great deal of imperfection in it. So I couldn't even tell exactly what was going on in the shorts. That was the imperfection. But uh, more basic type shorts. Um, some other track jacket types with, um, again, the words on the side, the imperfection thing going there. So the collection is going to be recognizable, really, which is something that all creators and designers want when they make a collection. Part of that is you want it to be recognizable. And this is going to do that because of some of the signature um, imperfections, if you will, that are on the pieces. That, as I mentioned earlier, um, like off the sleeves, the three stripes go a little bit further. There's a dress. It's a one-piece dress. Uh, I want to call it a onesie, but it's not. I just like saying onesie. But it's a, um, <clears throat> a dress where the stripes go beyond the dress at the bottom on the sides. Not extremely long, but a little bit. And then on the sleeve, they do it as well. And the Adidas sign, again, is upside down. Um, that one, I think, can be pretty dope. I mean, it's something you're going to have to pair with another piece to make it worth looking at. But I think it can be something to layer or rock with, I don't know, maybe a cooler summer night. Maybe throw a little jacket or something on top of it or whatever. I don't know. But uh, I thought that was pretty cool, pretty dope. They got that in black and red. And they got sweatpants. Um which again, identify with the rest of the pieces and sweatshirts, of course. Um, again, stripes going past, words up the sides, track pants. Um, so it's interesting. I think, um, again, there are pieces that are easily recognizable. So if you're a big AW fan, maybe you like a lot of his stuff that he does, go ahead and check those out. And uh, you'll definitely be supporting and people more than likely in the know are going to peep what you're rocking and know that's AW. So um, check those out. Adidas, AW. And of course, the price isn't too crazy. I mean, it's going to be, you know, worth something because it's worth something. So it's going to cost something. But uh, nothing too crazy. And you should be able to uh, get some good garments in there for your collection. Our good friends at Nike, it's only right that I just talked about Adidas and now 
I talk about our good friends over at Nike. They have a forthcoming, again, collaboration with Alex, or more specifically, the founder of the brand Alex, A-L-Y-X. So not A-L-E-X, A-L-Y-X. That, that founder is Matthew M. Williams. He is, well, the brand that he has, Alex, is actually fairly new. I believe it was started in 2015. But he's pretty much known for um, a brand that pulls off of youth culture, um, business of fashion, in fact. Quote said, Williams, whose work takes cues from youth culture and is known for his utilitarian approach to fashion. End quote. So this is a person who is in touch with, by people's account and professionals' accounts, in touch with youth culture and that movement. And he is going to start to make what they're dubbing as the future uniform of training. And even on Nike's, uh, I think their business page, they have it as labeled under the training category, which is interesting because a lot of times that they do collaborations, they fall under just like Nike Lab or something like that. So Nike is making a real push to brand this as actual training gear, workout gear, functional gear, and not just a fashion collaboration with um, a designer, which is interesting. It's It's an interesting approach to me for a few reasons. Um, Well, before I say those reasons, I'll give you some more information. So for instance, uh, for the capsule, Williams claims to use computational design and analyze data regarding motion, heat, and sweat zones to create, quote, the future uniform of training. As I mentioned, he is supposed to be in touch with the youth. What I found interesting, and so I'll get to that point now, what I found interesting is he makes a big pitch about computational design and computer data in the garments, which it's fancy to say out loud, but that's kind of what Nike and other companies too, Nike to a great extent, have been doing for a while. And I don't presume that it's something that is very, very new. He doesn't, I could be wrong, but I don't think he has backgrounds in like science, so to speak. So whatever science he comes up with, is he coming up with better science than the folks at Nike? I don't know. But Nike sure seems to stand behind him on this, which leads me down an interesting road. Uh, If he's better at making technological or technology into clothing than Nike is, then how do you make this collab and then back off? Because it's going to be a seasonal thing or a one-off thing. So if he does this very well, you mean to tell me you're going to make these phenomenal workout training garments and then once he's gone not make those things? and not use the expertise and regress? I don't think so. I doubt it. As a brand as smart as Nike is, they don't go backwards. Well, 
they make a lot of retro stuff, but they don't go backwards. So I'm a little bit curious as to what this is all going to be be about. The collection actually drops in July. There's some introductory images that we can see, but they don't give a great deal of insight. They're going to have a lot of different pieces. So you have like neck gaiters and leggings, of course, and jackets and um, shirts, headbands, socks, a lot of performance stuff. Um, there's even like a, gosh, what do you call that thing? Harness? <laughs> so they're going to have a lot of different pieces in the collection, but you can't see all the collection quite just yet. I saw a little bit. Now I post it up so that it can be seen and you guys can give your take or your impression on it. But I'm a little dubious about the pitch they're making here. And like I said, they're not going to collaborate with him indefinitely. Now, here's what I think is going on. I'm fairly confident about this too. Nike is a $30 billion company. They're not stupid. Adidas is gaining on them. I mean, globally. So let's say Adidas is about, I mean, last I looked, and that could be, depending on who you get these numbers from, you get different ones sometimes, but Adidas is somewhere around like 19, 20 billion. So obviously Nike is still in the lead, but that gap is widely reported to be closing. What Nike is losing, as we mentioned a couple weeks back, things are about hype. Nike is losing some of that hype. Now, a great push was added to Nike, obviously with Off-White and Virgil. They need more, though. Nike doesn't have the people under contract, the influencers under contract like Adidas does. Uh, Nike is going about this, from what I can see, in a different way, in a different fashion. One of the reasons I mentioned his background so specifically, Matthew M. Williams person, one of the reasons I mentioned that background so specifically is because he's touted to have a great pulse on the youth. And Nike is losing the youth battle. One of the reasons that my demographic is so beholden to Nike is because of a lot of our childhood, a lot of the things that were cool, a lot of things that were cutting edge were Nike when we were coming up. So our brand allegiance is almost made already by the time we become adults. And there are a lot of things that we want to catch up with or backtrack and grab, especially, and that's part of the reason why Nike does a lot of retro stuff, because they know a lot of the stuff that they made, you couldn't cop when you were younger, or you have fond memories of said thing when you were younger, and you're willing to buy it again as an adult, not realizing it's not as cool as it is as an adult as it was when you were a kid. We have nostalgia sometimes that affects or impairs our judgment of how cool or how useful said thing is. And it may give you great feelings that nostalgia-wise, but a lot of times those things are like, eh. once you get your hands on it, once you purchase it and have it, it's like, this isn't as cool as I thought it was. But not, But Nike is looking to get back to fertile ground. You have to start any business, thinks long-term, and you have to project out and you have to see into what the future is going to be. And Adidas right now, as we've talked about several times, has all of the momentum in the youth right now, in that generation. I won't say all, but a great deal, and maybe the majority of it. And so when that generation grows up, guess what they're going to be beholden to? Adidas. And that's a fight that Nike is going to have 
to take years again as Adidas is gonna, has been taking years to chip off or chisel into the iceberg that is um, Adidas or the other company so to speak so Nike now is trying to get ahead of that and combat that with someone who has understanding and touch with that however Nike is also saving money by doing this in a sense of a collaboration and not paying an endorser or an ambassador which is a yearly fee really and you pump out however many garments you pump out out of that or they rock or they promote however many garments you pump out of their endorsement or ambassador contract this is more so a a more cost effective thing to do should it work now we don't know what the effects are going to be of this maybe uh, long term we can certainly look at it immediately once it drops in July and see how it's received and how it takes off but long term we won't know for a while but what Nike can do and what they're trying to do I believe is get their foot back in the door with the youth and get a pulse on that and reestablish some of their cool and by doing that also reestablishing some of their cool it should help with the current products that they have right now they don't have a lot of great ambassadors at the moment it used to be at a point where all the ambassadors were pretty much athletes but now we move beyond that we understand that a lot of the sectors in life have merged and there isn't such rigid lines defining who is who and who is what influencers come from a lot of walks of life so we have musicians now we have athletes we have um, cultural icons people who just matter and they represent different brands now most of them tend to be on Adidas but they have people that represent different brands and so Nike again is trying to generate some hype because they understand like I mentioned I don't believe that this technology is going to be superior Uh, I'll say far superior than what they're making already maybe it's superior because it's newer but not superior because it's just that more innovative and so what they're trying to do is generate more hype and they realize that this is something they've got to do which is why they pushed like Virgil Abloh all the way into making soccer boots well you know them as soccer cleats um, across the pond boots but this is part of the reason I won't say they pushed but they've utilize Virgil even in the sense of making soccer boots which is a market that Adidas has historically dominated soccer dominated which is the number one worldwide sport by the way Adidas dominates that and they pushed Virgil into that which I would have never ever guessed granted he had his collaboration with them last year at the 10 he's making more shoes so off-white and those are popping so that's a good thing for them but they realize they need to start getting footing in different spots and working their way up into good standing. Now, also Kim Jones, too, um, has a soccer boot as well. Nike had to get cooler. They realized that. Kim Jones is um, the creative director that just left uh, Louis Vuitton, LV. So (laughs) it's funny. Uh, It almost looks like Nike has a deal with Louis Vuitton because Kim Jones just left there and Virgil just got there and they have collabs with them on the soccer boots 
So if you can start to get your um, footing into the soccer game a little stronger, because it used to be just Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar were the main people that they would use to promote their soccer boots. And like I mentioned, Adidas, I mean, uh, soccer being the biggest sport in the world globally, that's a big deal. And if you can start to get people that matter. Now, I don't know how big Virgil is across the pond. And I'm assuming he still is a big deal. I mean, you have fashion weeks that go from uh, Milan to Paris to, you know, different places across Europe um, and even in Asia as well. And they seem to respect him as well. So he can really start to maybe turn their tide in that region or that market as well. So Nike has a a process I think they're trying to work out and trying to fill out. And it could work. And it could be done in a more frugal manner. Sometimes when you're the um, underdog or the one on the come up, you may have to be more aggressive and more bold about your plan or your actions. So Adidas may have had to go out and be bolder about signing all these endorsers and ambassadors and being a bit more aggressive with their push and being bolder. Nike being up top may just need to do a little bit less. Maybe. We'll have to see and watch it, but they may just need a little bit of tweaking to stay on top and not necessarily a big overhaul. So they, in some ways, emulate or do some of the things that Adidas has been doing and they start to regain some of their footing and some of their share and then they're back on track. Because their main endorsers, now granted LeBron has the number one selling sneaker, basketball sneaker, but basketball sneakers don't sell like basketball sneakers sold in like the 90s. So that's a smaller segment of their revenue in general. So granted you have the number one basketball selling sneaker and LeBron but people don't buy those like they used to anyway. So I think LeBron's this year, I think last year it was Kyrie, if I'm not mistaken, and he was number one. But Nike's main influencers were LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, I guess. And if you really, really want to stay relevant, you need to be connected to young folks. Young folks decide what's cool. Plain and simple. We do not. Us working, mature, responsible adults don't get to do that. We can observe it. We can ride waves. We can stay aware and abreast. But we don't get to make those calls anymore. Just like in music. You don't determine what's hot anymore once you're a full adult. You don't. Kids do that. And that's why the music is always something that parents don't understand or that they rebel against. Maybe not so much anymore because we're changing and we're blurring things and lines, but nonetheless, you get the point on that. So ultimately, the products are made, and the goal is to uh, boost their cachet over at Nike and and really to sell, I believe, the products that they're already making in higher volumes by trying to raise their cool quotient, their CQ. I just made that up. If you use that without citing me, I'm suing you. CQ, cool quotient, is mine. Don't try it. Don't even try it. That's our show, though. 
Glad to have you back. Don't forget uh, WorldwideUndercurrent.com to check out uh, recaps, stuff like that. Also, leave us a voicemail, 201-822-1128. Tell us a story. Leave a comment about one of the topics or a topic maybe that you see out here that you want to talk about or want to want to hear talked about. Um, ask a question. If you got a question, I'll try to play some on air or try to pick one maybe and play it on air and see what we can get going around here. But um, once again, leave a voicemail. Call your boy. Call me. Call me. 201-822-1128. Squares. Crit. Take us out.